0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Before you mash that fast forward button to move to the beginning of today's episode, I'd like to quickly tell you about some ways you can support the show and everything that I'm doing right now. You can support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash chase Thomas writer. Again, just go on over to patreon.com slash chase Thomas writer, become a patron for as little as $5 a month, or you can subscribe on Apple podcasts and leave a rating and a review. It's incredibly important with the way iTunes works. So if you have a second, please leave a rating and or review and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to the show on Spotify, TuneIn radio, stitcher, Google play, And wherever else you get your podcasts, you can check out chasethomaspodcast.com. That is on my previous episode, a link to my newsletter, and all my articles that I've written. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitter at chase double underscore thomas. You can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash writer, Or you can just tell a friend you found this independent sports podcast that they should check out too. Thank you for listening. You're all the best. And I think we've reached the point in this intro where my Uncle Darren can play me in. All right, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Lindsay OK of the Ravens Wire, USA Today's Baltimore Ravens blog, is here. Lindsay, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Okay it's monday we're recording (laughs) it's been a long day Lindsay. it has been for me as well so but it's been a long like last couple years right with joe flacco since the super bowl Um, like how are you dealing with that because you know like i'm an atlanta guy and i know your like history with matt ryan and i need to know like can you give me the backstory on the matt ryan joe flacco stuff
1: so, honestly, it just stemmed from them being drafted the same year and all the comparisons and everything like that. And it's just kind of been just, like, an ongoing joke that I just ran with. And it's, it's like, really funny to me. And I guess a bunch of other people, too, if I just... I mean, I come up with the weirdest stuff, like, off the top of my head. And it's just just been, like, an ongoing thing. I mean, he, he knows I don't hate him, actually. So, like, it really, like it really makes me laugh when a bunch of like Falcons fans like come at me the way that they do, because if Matt Ryan knows I don't actually hate him, then why do you care as much? I don't know. That's just kind of how I, I see it, but it just kind of stems from that. And it's just something that's been like ongoing that has just circled around and around again. And I mean, people have have like tweeted at me, and they're like, oh, I read this story today, and I like came here to see like what you said about it and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just something that's been ongoing.
0: So it's never going to leave you. Like, your whole Ryan animosity is just with you forever.
1: Never. Like, the day when he ends up, like, I don't know. If he ends up getting cut by the Falcons, like, I want them to bring oh me God. into the office so that I can do it.
0: I think we're – <laughs> okay, so just so, I know you're a Ravens person, but I'm going to give you a heads up. I think Joe Flacco is getting cut by the Ravens before the Falcons ever cut Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's going well, to get paid. We'll He's about to be the most... Hi- I mean, Matt Ryan is about to become the highest paid quarterback in football. Like, that's happening this offseason momentarily. Well, I guess it depends on, like... Well, Joe Flacco so- used to do that, too. He did. He did. At a um, time. So, it's just, so Matt Ryan it's just has- how the market is right now. <laughs> Well, like Matt Ryan shares the same agent as Matt Stafford, and Matt Ryan, I think mm-hmm. by all accounts, is like close to Matt Stafford, so he's gonna. Yeah, really they play to basketball
1: together all the time.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they are uh, they they're gonna get paid. So Matt Ryan yeah. is going to become the highest paid quarterback in football for a brief amount of time, but we don't know whether or not he's gonna get paid before Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers held out. Kirk Cousins got paid. He got all the guaranteed money. And then we waited on Matt Ryan. He's still like, ultimately, I think he's going to get paid this summer, but he shares the same agent as Drew Brees. And like, he is, I think it's CAA. I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan's a CAA guy. So he's going to get, the, he's not taking a, um, a franchise discount because he's been in the Super Bowl and he's been with one team for his entire career. I think Matt Ryan is going to take a, uh, significant chunk out of the Falcons, uh salary <laughs> cap, but Joe Flacco, is he has is he taking less yet or are you not there yet? When do you when are you ready for um, Joe Flacco to take the veteran's minimum?
1: What kind of question is that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not going to um, lie. I don't like Joe Flacco. Uh, the Ravens annoy me. Like that's one of the my favorite things is like I love the Ravens team. I love John Harbaugh. I love Ozzie Newsome and I love what they're doing. It's just it oh, would be so much more interesting if Joe Flacco was not their quarterback. That's what frustrates me about the Ravens right now.
1: See, I'm the complete opposite. I love Joe Flacco, really? and I can't stand with the Ravens are doing
0: the past couple okay, years so, so what's going on in the last couple of years that has freshered you with the ravens?
1: um so time and time again, they have not they 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 so they've paid Joe Flacco all this money. You mentioned mm-hmm. that we talked about that. They refuse to get him any sort of like substantial help. They never have they've they've always been defense it's always been their go to which is you know. I understand it's the kind of it's the kind of football that the AFC North is. That's like what you need to beat Pittsburgh. That's what you need to beat um, the Ravens, like on the other side. Um, but they have constantly got like they went all defense in last year's draft, and then this year wondered why they couldn't score points. And it's just like it's kind of like uh, I want to take them by the shoulders and shake them sometimes when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> Like I can't, I don't understand how you're going to pay your quarterback that much money, and then like you give him guys that nobody's ever heard of to help that's him out. I, know, I mean,
0: right? Like you can't afford the big time guys. Like that's part of the appeal. With right, but they're also just, they're
1: also still paying Dennis Pitta, who broke his hip like <laughs> three times. Still, like this past year, they were still paying Ray Rice. They're done with that now, but like they were still Is paying Ray Rice. They were year.
0: paying Ray yeah. Rice last year. Yes. Oh my god. And it's well, just I mean, stuff like that, that that I. I really what is his, the you know. status of Crockett Gilmore my fantasy guy I love Crockett Gilmore.
1: <laughs> so funny story he was um he was my one of my big fantasy guys too I so I was on I don't do this anymore because I just it's like lighting a $20 bill on fire but I used to play a <laughs> okay. lot and uh-huh. I won like $1,500 one weekend because I picked him up as my tight end that one game that he had like three mm-hmm. touchdowns and he won me $1,500 <laughs>
0: Anyways, he's insane. Um, like, he only catches touchdowns. <laughs> like, Craig Gilmore is an only touchdown guy. He was my favorite so dude for a couple of years, yeah.
1: He's been hurt for, like, two years straight. It's not great. Much. Not great. Yeah. He can't and stand then, the field. But when
0: he's on the field, he is yeah. fantastic. Big Crockett yeah. Gilmore guy.
1: <laughs> and then this past offseason, he decided he's going to switch to offensive lineman for whatever what? reason. I guess he's, yeah. I don't know if he's, like, figuring out, like how many positions he can be hurt in. I don't know. But he's he decided to switch for offensive lineman. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent,
0: but um, Ravens Wait, have been there. with Ben gone, who is the starting tight end for the Ravens right now?
1: They have Nick Boyle, who is okay. like addicted to Adderall. Literally, he's been suspended twice for Adderall. Um, okay. You have Max Williams, who's also hurt every five seconds. I'm pretty sure he played maybe like three games in his entire, in like two years. Is uh, he
0: the BYU guy? Am I wrong? Or is he the BYU guy? He what? Is he the uh, BYU guy? He, BYU? he might be. A lot of
1: their tight ends are.
0: But okay. Dennis <laughs> Pitta was BYU.
1: I don't, I don't know if that's who you're thinking of. I don't um, think so. I thought
0: Matt Williams was He was, was BYU, BYU so yeah. There you go. Okay. And I What is that? Okay. Todd, that's Heap weird that they had this like crossover between BYU tight ends. But uh, I guess that's cool.
1: Yeah. Todd Heap was Mormon, too. Um, I know that. Huh. Um. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they, and then they have um, some guy, Vince male who caught the ball like three times last year. And that's, that's like what they have at tight end right now. It's really sad.
0: Yeah. It's not great, but at least you have. Yeah. So my thing with the Ravens last year that drove me nuts is this was clearly a team that can contend and they just were frustrating because their defense was good enough to contend. And mm-hmm. you looked at, like Alex Collins was just a great move from them and he was so good for them and they survived and it was one of those things where it's like if they just had somebody that could move the football consistently down the field and like, I was pounding that Colin Kaepernick could get the Ravens into the playoffs drum for months at a time because I just Joe Flacco was so bad and it's just if they get an average quarterback they'd be in the playoffs every year but now they're in a situation where I I'm worried they missed their moment because I think the AFC North might be a very, very tough division this fall. Like, I'm very high on what the Bengals have done. I think Bill Lazor is still a good offensive coordinator, and I like what they have done. They're rebuilding the offensive line. They're getting Cordy Glenn and guys, like, in there, and I think Andy Dalton's going to have a bounce-back year, and they just seem like a team that's going to bounce back, and they still have a lot of talent, and the Browns are going for it Mm
1: -hmm. with John
0: Dorsey. So, like, I, I just... I'm kinda of nervous about what's gonna happen with the Ravens. I mean, they're moving on from Ozzie Newsome after this year, right? Like they're gonna yep. change gears a little bit, but I I'm a little concerned they missed their moment. Did are you at all concerned or are Ravens fans concerned that they missed their shot to really go for it for another Joe Flacco Super Bowl run or no?
1: Um that's to be determined to me. I think I right now the Ravens are the worst team in the division on paper. Um really? Yes. Oh yeah, in my opinion anyways. Um wow. But I mean, the Steelers are the I hate to say this, but they're the best team in the division right now. Um mm-hmm. like you said, the Bengals even even um with Andy Dalton, um with AJ Green, you're you know, you're you're going to win something. Um mm-hmm. and then the Browns like you said, they're just they're they're covering it on paper at least. we like we don't know how this is going to turn out for them either, but um last year it was the complete opposite they were saying that um the ravens were one of the best teams on paper and like you know i mean they did have a lot of injuries i'm not the person to use the injury excuse but they did have a lot of injuries um in training camp they lost i think like 14 guys by the time it was um the middle of october um and they still they still kind of contended down to the end but like you said, they didn't really have anybody that could go for it for them. And I think Alex Collins was kind of like a surprise for them. I don't, I didn't expect him to do that. I don't even think they expected him to do what he did. So um, he kind of came out as a surprise, but um, like you said, with that defense, they, they were good enough to contend and they just fell flat. And um, a lot of Joe Flacco's performance, um, especially in the first half of the year was because he had that like mysterious, um, that he was like lifting weights or something at the gym and like flipped the disc in his back and like the Ravens were so secretive about it and he obvious like it, it obviously towards the end of the season was when he started to look better. Like he was he was healthy then after the after the bye. And I just think that um I don't know if they if they miss their mark um with him, but they definitely need to especially as he's getting older, they definitely need to build around him more than they have. And it's like pathetic at this point that this is what they're putting out out there on offense for him after paying him that much money.
0: Can you explain to me why Greg Roman is not their offensive coordinator? I I don't understand why. What he is he is a running back coach. coach? He he got promoted this offseason. I feel like I think he's like the associate head coach now, but he's oh not
1: yeah, the offensive yeah, yeah, yeah. Coordinator.
0: Right. But yeah. like Marty Morningweg is still the offensive coordinator, and that still drives me nuts because I'm like Greg Noman, like Greg Roman is he got Alex Collins turned to a star. Like he is just a really Mm -hmm. good offensive guy. You saw what he did in San Francisco and everything else. But like, what does Marty Morningweg do? I I understand the Harbaugh connection to Philadelphia and that's how they know each other and everything else. But like, I don't know.
1: I mean, Harbaugh has, and he has a very big reputation around here. At least I don't know if it's, if it's like known like around the league, but he has kind of a negative reputation on here of like hiring his friends. Like, he's going to go more – like, if he has a choice between, like, a really good guy and then one of his friends who's also really good but not as good as the other guy, he's going to go for his friend. um, hmm. And that's kind of, like, the – and I love John Harbaugh. I think he's a great coach. Like, even – like, there was last year about the Ravens letting him go or whatever, but he'd have a job before he even got up from his chair when he was being fired, you know? He's, he's I'm with you. Coach. I think he's, once
0: you win a Super Bowl, you're good for that team forever. Yeah. That's how I yeah. I mean, it's just so hard. And there's so many average coaches. Like, even if you don't think John Harbaugh is an elite coach, like he got to the Super Bowl, like there's just something there where it's like, who do you think you're getting? Who is replacing him? Paul Gunther? Like, who do you really want? Rex Ryan? Like, I don't know who the options are outside of Harbaugh, but I, I don't know. I never understood the Harbaugh criticism because there's not a lot of options, especially I think we're entering a period where there's just so many coordinators that it's just, a dearth of head coach talent right now, and mm-hmm. no one's pulling from college right now, and I, I don't know. I think it's Harbaugh. Uh, like, especially when you have a guy who won a Super Bowl, like you just go with it. Like, just hope that he hires the right coordinators. And that's been my biggest thing. Is like, I'm not sure Marty Morningweg is the right offensive coordinator for the Ravens in 2018. I, I'm no, not I don't sure think so either. Is...
1: After okay. some of the stuff that he did last year, I it like if if I can recognize what's coming at you and you can't like I'm literally sitting and watching this like you're out there on the field you know what I mean it's just I don't know some of the stuff he did is questionable but um I don't know Like I'm just I, I trust John Harbaugh I think he he has a good mind the players like him which is another thing that's hard to come by I think these days um and he's more of like his persona is more he's not going to discipline you really but he's just going to be disappointed in you which is almost worse does that make sense
0: <laughs> yeah so but i kind of think that think works, it for works. Him. like he yeah. still falls my top 10 and, and it's like if you have a top 10 coach in the nfl like it's fine just hope that he makes the right offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator adjustments like we'll see I still don't know. Like it's a better situation than the Falcons because they hired Greg Knapp as their quarterback coach that was that came open and so it's Greg Knapp and uh, Steve Sarkeesian to start this season, which is not great because they have no like if they fire, if they fire Sark to start the season, if the Falcons offense struggles, they're just gonna promote Greg Knapp for his nineteenth promotion from QB coach to offensive coordinator to start the year. So not a great situation, but the Ravens have an option where it's like they have um, a guy who has in like what he's done for that run game and just turning Alex Collins into just an absolute monster and everything else where they, like they take the pressure off Flacco. I think a lot of that has to do with Roman and I think he's just done a great job and I just don't really understand why he's just not the offensive coordinator at this point. I, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, again, I think Alex Collins kind of fell into their lap and I think that they yeah. To get him started and to get him running after having his injury, they kind of had nothing else, and for him to come out and do that was like phenomenal. I think.
0: Are you worried about the Don Martindale promotion, or do you think he's not going to miss a beat?
1: I think the defense is. Uh, I think the defense is good enough to, that it won't even matter at this point. Um, okay. Not not enough, not many guys. I don't think anybody left, really. um obviously, Terrell Suggs is getting up there, and then um Brent Urban was kind of signed to like approve it deal um because he's Terrell also suggs been going to
0: be awesome for the next thirty five years. I don't think Terrell suggs <laughs> like he could tell his like, he could tear his Achilles like nineteen times and he'll still be fine. Yeah. like, I don't think people realize like Terrell Suggs being as awesome as he was last year, like what his injury history suggested that he would be at this point in his career, but like he just defies everything. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Suggs is a he is he's awesome. I, I love Terrell Suggs.
1: Yeah, he um when he tore his he tore his Achilles, what was it? Um, four years ago,
0: it was a long time ago. And playing, came, like, people were worried about his career at that or point. no, it was a Super Bowl year, wasn't it? I think Yeah, it was the off year. season before, yeah,
1: because playing basketball. Um, he's and 35, it was, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was the off season before the Super Bowl. Um, like, everybody thought he was done then, and he put up numbers last year, so. And yeah.
0: he's still talking about Heinz Ward. How do you feel about Heinz Ward at this point?
1: I hate Heinz Ward. <laughs> I don't even want to, when he has that, like, five, it's like a minute, 35-second clip on, uh-huh. what is it, Sunday Night Football? Uh-huh. Is it? Um, uh- I just, I can't even watch. I can meet my TV. <laughs> I can't. I can't look at him. He you looks like a thumb.
0: Back though, that's good he looks Smith like a was awesome he looks like year. a
1: toe. Doesn't he look oh, like wow. a toe? <laughs> uh, I
0: I I can see it. I haven't thought about him that way, but I, I've always appreciated yeah. Heinz Ward, pretending that he's not a dirty player and being a dirty oh, player for no. fifteen years. Yeah, but like he's one and of those then guys have that and then love talking about other team. players. <laughs> but you would have loved Heinz Ward if he was a Raven for 15 years. Oh, yeah. You would yeah, have probably. loved him. Like, I think yeah, that's 100%. He's just one of those guys where it's like, if he's not your guy, then you hate him. But if he's on your team, you're like, oh, yeah, that dude, he's a gamer. He goes above and beyond every week. He's a guy that we love to have. But, um, yeah, it's
1: like throw- everybody hates Rilzak.
0: That's true. I don't know. I feel like people have kind of given him the benefit of the doubt as of late i don't know if there's a raven that's like super hateable right now other than flacco i think flacco is the hateable <laughs> guy. really you think so Yeah. i think no, it's still flacco. he's really
1: scared of anybody on the ravens i think the player that most people are scared of is the kicker which is sad
0: i mean justin tucker <laughs> he might be awesome for the next like 35 years but he's also like a delightful human i i keep up with him and i'm just like I I don't know how you could not root for Justin Tucker. I hope he's the best. He guy annoys of all me. Time. He's ad- he's adorable.
1: <laughs>
0: he's very annoying, but <laughs> annoying. Why I do like you think Justin Tucker is annoying.
1: I don't know. I just he's. Mm.
0: You don't I like don't consistency from the kicking position? Well, no, you know, I, you loved, just I, love his, I love. some Bucks fans who drafted Robert Aguayo in the second round just a few years ago, who is now no longer in the NFL. That's um,
1: crazy. It could be worse.
0: It could be worse. It could be. We couldn't feel
1: like kind of still.
0: <laughs> That's that is true. Um how do you think Michael Crabtree is gonna fit on this team?
1: Um so I feel like take a deep breath here. All right. So I had the the same the same thing happened last year with Jeremy Macklin. Um He was the guy everybody wanted. Everybody was like, Oh, this big free agent signing. The Ravens never do anything in free agency. Like, here we go. This is it. This is Joe's guy, et cetera, et cetera. And Jeremy Macklin stinks out loud. Um, He was awful (laughs) last year. He was hurt all the time. And I'm just like, I'm kind of like really pessimistic about Michael Crabtree because I, I feel like the same thing might happen again. And, Maybe that's just me thinking the worst, but, and I really hope that's not the case, but I'm kind of a I'll believe it when I see it kind of person when it comes to this stuff because I'm just so, um, I'm just so burned from, from before.
0: Well, the karma is not in your favor right now with the Ryan (laughs) Grant stuff. Like, everything about the Crabtree stuff is going to be kind of. I don't want to say blotted, but I mean, I guess it's kind of blotted. Cause I mean, if you keep up a free agency, I guess it's more of like the crazy NFL fan where they're like, remember the Ryan Grant thing where they like, just were like, ah, oh, you don't pass the physical. So we're going to sign Michael Crabtree instead. I, I don't know if they're going to get benefit of the doubt there, but I could see Ryan Grant having a-, a great year in Indianapolis. And I feel bad for him because he was all class in that response. And I, I don't know what happened there with Baltimore, but Crabtree, I think, is going to be really good there because he is – it's weird. I don't know how this works with receivers, but, like, if you look at his fourth quarter and overtime numbers, he's just a – he's a guy who, like, steps up in clutch moments. And And that's what the Ravens need, 100%. Exactly. So I think he's actually going to be really good for Baltimore. I really do. I think he could be, like – not Anquan Bolden, who is just – he was just so good in Baltimore, and I feel Mm -hmm. like he'll never get enough credit for being how awesome he was. in Baltimore – but I could see Crabtree having a really good year in Baltimore, and I think he's a really good fit.
1: I hope so. I just hope he doesn't get
0: hurt or something dumb
1: happens, because you know the second that Michael Crabtree gets hurt, all we're going to hear about is Ryan Grant.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think you're going to hear about Ryan Grant either way. Like, I think yeah. there's just a thing where I, – I mean, I guess I don't know whether or not the national broadcast is going to bring that whole situation up. but
1: Oh, they will. Um, they still it was weird. They'll so bring up I that. Mean,
0: I mean, it's a weird situation no matter what. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend to know what happened there, but at the very least, it was it was questionable. Yeah,
1: no no doubt.
0: But uh, Ryan Grant, he's on the Colts. If Andrew Luck's back, he'll have a good year. He'll get paid again next year, so we'll see what happens. But I think Crabtree ultimately is a really good fit for them. I mean, they lost Mike Wallace, who went to Philadelphia to replace Torrey Smith as their deep threat. But I don't know. I think... Baltimore is still set up to be just fine offensively. And I think Crabtree is going to be a really good fit for them. But I do wonder, we briefly touched on this, like the AFC North, I think this past year was just a rare down year for that division because I think John Dorsey with Cleveland, he's going for it. Like they're trading for everybody like, I think Cleveland's gonna be very competitive next year and I think I could see them getting like six and ten, seven and nine. Like I think Cleveland's coming. Like Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback and he's gonna be starting for them and they hired Todd hey. Haley away from Pittsburgh and I just think Cleveland's gonna be a lot better than they were. I don't think they're gonna be a playoff team, but I think they're gonna be a lot better than they were just a year ago. I mean, EJ Gaines is a great cornerback and they signed him and they're just gonna be good. And then you look at the Bengals, they they've been quietly rebuilding, I just think With a full season of Blazer, they have made adjustments. They brought in Tyron Austin from Detroit to be their DC. I, I could see a major bounce back year from uh, Cincinnati next year. I really could. So, I think there's going to be a lot of chaos in the AFC North, and I could see every team being like nine and seven, like seven and nine, eight and eight. I think it's going to be really close for the majority of the season. Do you agree?
1: Yeah. um, Like what you said, I think the Browns are definitely going to be better. I mean, you can't really be worse than they were last year. Um, The the Bengals will still always be competitive. The Steelers are the best team in the division right now. The Ravens, it's up to them if they want to be competitive or not. Um, I don't know really about going nine, or what did you say, seven and nine for the Browns?
0: I could see like six either. and ten. I think they're going to win like okay. like Tyrod Taylor is just too good to not win at least like six games for this team. Like, you really they still think have that great good? Receiving core and they have Duke Johnson. Like they still have a great offensive line. Like Todd Haley inserting into that offensive coordinator role. I could see the Browns having just a nice bounce back here. I could see them at the very least. I think the Browns are winning six games next year. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Chase on his podcast. Okay, Browns at the very minimum are winning six games next year.
1: I mean, I don't hate it. I just, I think, I feel like like everybody's been saying that about the Browns for the past like three mm-hmm. years, and it's never worked out that way. So, I mean, I just think the whole city's cursed. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, the, the Cavs have won the World Series. I mean, it won the World Series. I won the championship, and you still have the Indians who are really awesome right now, and they'll probably win the AL Central. I don't think Cleveland's cursed anymore. I think they're fine. Well, in football, they are. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I love Tyrod Taylor and I hope he gets to the playoffs this year and I kind of I'm I'm still upset it's that not he's not that good Denver though. Bronco. I understand that your Broncos. That I mean, your your Ravens history of him being the backup to Flacco cloud your judgment on Tyrod Taylor, but I've got some great news for you. Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, at well, some point, just different quarterbacks. This.
1: The two of them were just different quarterbacks. It didn't make sense for Tyrod to back up Joe. I mean, he never had to play, but they were just two different quarterbacks. Like, you can't have, like, Ryan Mallett is such a, like, he's not the backup anymore, but he was such a better, like, more suitable style for Joe Flacco. Tyrod Taylor plays completely different. I
0: have a question. Who do you think yeah. wins more games for the Ravens this year? Colin Kaepernick or Joe Flacco? <laughs> Come on. I'm, not, I'm being 100% serious because I've been beating the Colin Kaepernick would get the Ravens to like 10-6, and 11-5 for the last two years.
1: I don't really he think He has so. history
0: with Greg Roman. He had success in San Francisco with him. I, I think Kaepernick should be the quarterback in Baltimore this fall.
1: Well it's not gonna happen anyway, so why it? It's wait not gonna happen. Time?
0: Like that but the whole point, like they were exploring it and like we had that whole weird thing with the ownership group and they had sent out that like poll to fan base and like how they felt about a potential Kaepernick signing. I don't know. I think they know that Kaepernick would be better for this team than Joe Flacco at this point. I don't
1: think so.
0: You don't think so? Okay. No. Is Joe Flacco a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL right now? Yes. 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 Okay. I don't agree. He's I, he better than people be, think. I mean, I, I, we'll see this year. I mean, he's running okay. out of time because, like, is. this is... um, I, I feel like this is a huge year for Joe Flacco, right? Like, is, I'm just... I'm very hard on Joe Flacco. I'm not a believer. No.
1: So what did you think about his, his like, this is, like, old news. This is, like, vintage, but, like, what did you think about his playoff run it was good though
0: right it was fantastic and i'm all about dudes just overperforming in a stretch of time where they get paid and they get paid for years on down the line i mean eli manning has perfected this to a extent that nobody will ever be able to mirror what he was able to do getting two rings (laughs) for two amazing playoff performances but no one would take him in the top 10 of any quarterback draft in the last like 10 years but at the same time you're like he was just awesome like his bomb to hakeem nicks in lambo was just like what just happened to end the first half? Like, I remember exactly where I was where it's just like Eli, just there's something there. I've never thought that about Joe Flacco. Ever. Really? Yeah. Not See, there. He
1: comes in, he comes in clutch when it's needed most of the time, but it's,
0: I mean, he's got to have some His performance in he's Denver not... was great. I remember the Denver game. That I will oh, remember forever. I... That My was great My vision went black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I will give him credit for, but since then, no, not there. No, with him. no. He's kind of. If like, I had a I... choice, if I was as if like I want to be sports star at one point in my career, if I could be sports star, I would immediately m- remove Joe Flacco from Baltimore and put in Colin Kaepernick just to see how many games they win this year. I think they win at least ten. You think? Yeah, I think he'd be really good for them. I think the Ravens. Maybe even win the division with Kaepernick.
1: Well, that could also be said for, like, probably, like, 10 to 12 other teams.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think there's – that's that's being generous. I don't know if there's that many openings right now in the NFL where I'd be like, But I'm Let's saying, like, if you would put
1: Colin Kaepernick in, in, like, in place of another quarterback and you would expect them to win 10 games, I'd say there's at least 10 to 12, 10 to 12 teams that would do the same thing.
0: Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I have to think about it. I have not thought about that. I'm not sure. there, So I'm not going to say either way. Could be. Um, do you think the Bengals have a good shot at winning the AFC North next year? Because, as of right now, they are my pick to win the AFC North, AFC North next year.
1: I mean, if they do, they're not going to do anything outside of it, I don't think. I think the Steelers are the best team in the division. And unless something, happen- unless something happens with Antonio Brown, if his head falls off, or something extreme like that. Um, ben Roethlisberger, his body's held together with two sticks. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, even if he if he continues to play, if he doesn't get hurt, they're they're the best team in the division, hands down, with just the two of them.
0: I so. just it's asking a lot for him to be healthy for a full year, and they're juggling so many personalities. And I don't like the Le'Veon Bell stuff this off season. Oh, neither. Something there. Actually, like, I love it. I could see it blowing up, like. They lost Todd Haley, and he got his own guy. They promoted the QB coach to offensive coordinator. I just – Ryan Shazier won't be back. I could see the Steelers falling off a little bit. I just think that everybody's going to be closer in the AFC North, and I think the Bengals are going to capitalize on this situation. Like, I think they're going to – like, if you get a a healthy Tyler Eifert and you get um, year two Joe Mixon and Andy Dalton – like. Kevin Clark on the Ringer NFL show two years ago picked Andy Dalton ahead of him, uh, ahead of Aaron Rodgers and his like quarterback list. Like, Andy Dalton, I don't think is a top-ten quarterback, but I do no. think when you have that offense where it's geared to just build around his skill set and you put a bunch of weapons around him, he can survive. It's the same thing with Matt Ryan, where if you put enough weapons around this person they're gonna be good like they're good enough to be competent with a good arsenal of weapons I think Andy Dalton fits that mold and I think the Bengals still have a lot of talent they just gave up a lot on their offensive line they like they lost Whitworth they lost a lot of guys where they didn't overpay because the Bengals have like let me check the numbers they have yes three people in their front office the Bengals if you look at their front office it's unbelievable how small (laughs) it is compared to the rest of the NFL but they don't spend there at the same time, they still have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, and I think they're still just – they're just sitting there. I think people are forgetting the Bengals, and I think they're going to be really good next year. I really do. That's where, that's where my prediction is that Bengals are winning the AFC North. That is my bold prediction Okay. as of right now. Write it
1: down. Write it down. I don't know about that, but they're definitely – as of right now, they're looking better than the Ravens, so I don't hate really
0: it. I'm really down I don't the Ravens them. right now.
1: Yeah, I am.
0: What do you want them I to am. do? What can – what can they do in the draft um, that would change they mind need, about their off season?
1: They need a tight end.
0: Okay. Um, Why would you want to send they, a tight end that you like to Baltimore because you know they're going to get injured like within two weeks? I know. I know.
1: We all the right, oh, uh, Ravens tight ends are cursed. I'm convinced.
0: Unless they're like Ben Watson.
1: Yeah, but even uh, I guess he's the only one that hasn't been cursed yet. But just wait like five years, something will happen to him. His head will fall off or something. <laughs>
0: He just signed with the Saints. He's gonna be their starting time this fall. Yeah, he, he is impeccable. I'm a like it's amazing that Ben Watson is still getting them checks. So shout out to Ben Watson for staying healthy and keep getting our contenders because it's amazing. He, he led
1: the Ravens last year in um, catches.
0: That's incredible. That.
1: Yeah.
0: And they That's not good, actually. And I'm That's like, not great at all. Ben Watson should not be leaving, leading the Ravens in receptions. No, in he had like sixty one no. he
1: had like sixty one <laughs> catches for like I think it was like just over five hundred yards and for like four touchdowns or
0: something like that. Can I tell That's all you the that I head. was watching the entirety of Baltimore, Indianapolis this past fall. Like, it was miserable. I hated watching. It so I was at much. that game. <laughs> in it was the rain. raining and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you go to that? Were you just like, I want to it see Jacoby like, Brissett in person or no?
1: No, it was, um. so I don't really, I don't like going to games. I don't like to sit in the stands. I don't like the people yeah. at the games. I don't <laughs> I do not do it.
0: Fair enough. Um,
1: but one of my best friends, um, she has like a kid and we don't really like get to spend a lot of time together. So her dad has like season tickets and he was like, here, take these. And I like couldn't say no. So it was fun. We had a good time. But yeah, that was like my game to go to. And, of course, it rained. But, yeah, (laughs) that's the story.
0: (laughs) I remember, like, fighting with my friends. I'm like, you can't turn the channel. Like, I have to watch this game. I have to see what's going on here. The Ravens are still in the playoff hunt. I just, I have to tune in. And I was so annoyed. But then, after it, like, I think Harbaugh was a mic'd up and Chuck Pagano for this game. Chuck Pagano... Former DC of the Ravens, most yeah. likable human. I wrote a whole piece on like he love should him. be the new Monday Night Football commentator with Beth Mowins. It should be Beth Mowins and Chuck Pagano. It's not that hard. They're overthinking it. That's who the duo should be, and they're not doing it. Chuck Pagano is the most likable human in the world, but also John Harbaugh, he's pretty likable too. I love them both. Yeah. That's what I took away from that game. I was like, these coaches seem pretty awesome. I like them both. Chuck
1: Pagano um, still has a house in Baltimore.
0: Really, yep. Because that was rumored that he could like take the DC job back, right? With yeah, um... okay, yeah. Did you feel any sort of animosity towards Mike Pease taking the Titan job after he quote unquote retired from the Ravens?
1: Uh, no. Like, i'll get
0: lost. I don't really care. (laughs) It's so weird, though, right? Isn't it really bizarre? Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. I think I think it was more of like a um, hey, we're gonna fire you, so just say you're quitting.
0: kind of thing. That's well, what I think happened there. Why would you fire him? He's a top 10 defensive mind. I, it was bizarre. I don't know. But nobody's know. talking about it, really. He just jumped on Mike Rabel's staff on Tennessee Yeah. are like, oh, it's fine. That's just what's happened.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So, John Schneider, he is the general manager of the Seattle Seahawks, and he has been calming the fears of Seahawks fans because they have had a objectively disastrous off-season, and he is now using the Philadelphia phrase, hashtag trust the process, and I'm, I'm upset, Lindsay. I am upset about what's going on in Seattle. Look, I, I've been the biggest proponent of Seattle for the last couple of years. They were my Super Bowl pick this past year, so I'm still going to be upset about that. Hiring Brian Schott, I their their new OC to replace Daryl Bevel. Unforgiv- unforgivable. He is... Just been a disaster in St. Louis. He's been a disaster in New York. He has been a disaster at University of Georgia. He is not a good offensive coordinator. They hired Ken Norton Jr. after he got fired midseason by the Raiders. It has been an absolute dumpster fire in Seattle this offseason. They have not drafted well with Schneider the last couple years. Bill Barnwell did a fantastic piece highlighting the end of one of the best defense's NFL has ever seen like shout out to Richard Sherman and Cliff Averill and Michael Ben everybody involved Bobby Wagner they were great they're one of the NFL's best and I'll always remember them they have not dropped the well in the last couple of years to replace these guys so they're gone and there's nobody sitting in the wings that they're gonna be able to replace them with and for Schneider to just tell fans just it's gonna be fine it's basically at this point <laughs> we have Russell Wilson that's it that is it <laughs> and that he's is a the yahoo situation oh my god he's the Seahawks so might be four and twelve they might go four and twelve this fall like i think there is a strong possibility they finish last in the division and if they had an average quarterback i would be full certain that they would not be at the bare minimum of 500 team but because i like russell wilson as much as i do as a quarterback in the nfl i just i can't get over like seven and nine six and ten but oh my god the trust of process stuff it it actually bothered me
1: well, they were actually, they were the ones who let Alex Collins
0: go. Yeah. They've less, yeah. they've like every running back that like leaves them, like Thomas Rawls, I think just signed with the Jets. And then yeah, you yeah. have Christian Michael who signed with the Cowboys. And Like it, for whatever reason, I think it might have to do with Tom Cable, who is, is he still, did he get signed with the Raiders? Did he go back with Gruden? I could be wrong, but I feel like he went back with Gruden, but they hired a new offensive line coach and maybe things will be different, but. Yeah, they have uh not figured out a way to integrate the running game behind Russell Wilson since uh he's taken over, to say the least.
1: Yeah. Um I so I'm a big I I've always loved Richard Truman. I've always loved what he's done. I know he's like outspoken and like annoying to some people, but I like those are my favorite kind of players. Like I love Jalen Ramsey. He's like one of my favorite NFL players right now. I love him. Yeah. Um, I love like the outspokenness, I guess. And, um, but I also like, I also don't like the NFL players who like pretend to be outspoken like Russell Wilson, who actually, who are just like corny about it. Like you have to be able to back it up somehow, I think. And, um,
0: outspoken in what context?
1: Um, like if you're going to talk, if you're going to talk, then you have to back it, be able to back it up. I think Russell Wilson backs it up. No, I don't think so. I just think he's he's too corny about it to be able to back it up.
0: He is—he's a corny guy. I will. admit. So but corny. Russell Wilson he's like is so good, but he has mastered the art of avoiding a a tough sack. Like I I watch every Russell Wilson game, and I will for the duration of his prime. Yeah. He is so much fun to watch. I I have no shame in my Russell Wilson admiration as a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I don't hate him either. I just think he's corny.
0: Can he be corny and still be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL?
1: Yeah, look at Matt Ryan.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if Matt Ryan's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Oh, he's not. That was the joke. It's, it's tough. He's close. I just don't know where I don't he even think it. he's that close. You don't think he's I think that you, close?
1: No, I think if you take everything away from him, he's
0: nothing. I think he just falls in the group that your quarterback, Joe Flacco and Matt Stafford, and other quarterbacks like him, where they they can win you a Super Bowl if you put the right team around them. Nick Foles falls in this category.
1: But Matt What's Ryan like? could even win a Super Bowl with that team.
0: Okay. Okay. That was a that was an insane situation that um that it's just the chance of that happening ever again. But still, Matt Ryan was Good enough to win a Super Bowl two years ago, right? You would at least admit that
1: he was good enough to win a super bowl yeah mm, well, he didn't so
0: <laughs> does this have to do with your bet what what can you explain to me this whole bet with Matt Ryan ever winning a Super Bowl because I'm a little confused about this
1: what bet how i the bet. so I said oh okay, I know what you're talking about so i had um i had tweeted this thing like a long time ago like. It had to have been like 2014 or something like that. And I said, if Matt Ryan ever wins the Super Bowl, I'll get his name tattooed in a heart. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You came very close. How so nervous close. were you for the? How nervous were you <laughs> when it was 23? 3
1: Um, I was I was chewing my fingernails. I was would chewing my fingernails.
0: It? Yes. It's easy to say now, but would you have actually gotten the tattoo? Yes okay Actually,
1: i have probably. have not <laughs> done it
0: i was gonna say i would have been like no sorry you can all hate me but it's. it's i
1: also happening. said i also said that i would that i would get a ravens tattoo and the ravens won the super bowl in 2012 and i still haven't gotten that tattoo so
0: <laughs> so you're just full of lies um Hello. unbelievable do you think seahawks fans should be worried about this season yes yes
1: definitely i mean like you said they um they lost all these guys, and they have no one, no one to replace them with. And they, you can only do so much in the draft. Like you have these these new guys coming in. Some of them aren't going to be ready to play right out of the bat. So they're, they they should be worried.
0: And they have not drafted well. That's my biggest thing with Schneider is he has really struggled in the last couple of years drafting talent to replace the Michael Bennetts, the Cliff A. Rolls, the Richard Shermans, the Camp Chancellors, the Earl Thomases. But Earl Thomas will be back. But at the same time. They're just losing a lot of guys. Like It's going to be asking a lot for Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner and guys like that to make this all work. Uh, Pete Carroll is still a great defensive mind, but I'm definitely really worried about the Seahawks this fall. I'm so fascinated to see what this team looks like because I think it's going to be a dumpster fire. I think we're nearing... This is going to be a hot take. I think the Seahawks might be nearing a regime change. I think we're closing in on that.
1: What do you think of Pete Carroll's... Getting the, yeah, getting I think the
0: it's over. Yeah. yeah. I think th- because the 49ers are not going anywhere. And as mm-hmm. the biggest Kyle Shanahan fan in the world, I think the 49ers are coming. They're they're not going anywhere. Jimmy Garoppolo has not lost an NFL game at this point. The Rams are going for it right now. They're going to win a lot of games next year. And the Cardinals still have a great defense. They still are. I think the Cardinals are still going to trade up for a quarterback this draft. I think they still have a great supporting cast. I think the Cardinals are well coached and I can see Steve Wilkes being one of like the hidden gems of this coaching search and like mm-hmm. Michael McCoy is being the opposite coordinator. I can see them being okay. Like I think the Cardinals are yeah. not going anywhere.
1: I and love the D-time. Rams.
0: Yeah, I mean the Rams, I love like, they the Rams. Still, And they can still trade for OBJ. Like yeah. that's not out of the question at this point. So the Seahawks, I think, have a very tough road ahead of them and i don't think they have the personnel to match up with it right now which sucks because they have a top 10 quarterback that could win a super bowl every year but i don't think they're gonna get there anytime soon i think they're in serious trouble
1: so what do you what are your feelings on jimmy
0: garoppolo oh i love jimmy garoppolo so oh i I, don't think people have jumped the gun a little bit oh not at all not at all jimmy garoppolo like oh well you're wrong so can i explain to you how you are wrong Lindsay? jimmy garoppolo is 6-0 as a starter i remember exactly where i was when i was defending him in the titans game this past fall my roommate at the time was just saying are you nervous and i was like no jimmy garoppolo is gonna get the ball back it's gonna be fine like the titans can score all they want marcus Mariota is no jimmy garoppolo and jimmy garoppolo Drove down the field, won the game. They kicked the game-winning field goal. Like they had like nine field goals in that game, but it didn't matter. I have the utmost confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback, and I also have the utmost confidence in Kyle Shanahan as an offensive coordinator. It's all great. <laughs> They're going to be okay. They are just fantastic. Love it. But no I have a question for Jimmy you. Garoppolo. Okay,
1: I have a question for you now. Um, so. You said you had the confidence in Kyle Shanahan. Why have most Falcons fans said that Kyle Shanahan was the reason they lost the Super Bowl then?
0: They've lost their minds because Steve Sarkeesian is an absolute dumpster fire. And I mean, this has been my whole thing since Kyle Shanahan left was that they didn't promote Matt LaFleur from QB coach to offensive coordinator. And he went to St. Louis, I mean, uh, Los Angeles to join the Rams under. Um, McVay Sean McVay and now he's offensive coordinator with the Titans all this could have been avoided if they had just promoted um him to offensive coordinator and they didn't do it and to blame Kyle Shanahan after year two because I remember my good friend Matt Chambers at the Falcoholic he came on podcast before the season and everything it was like just really anti Shanahan this was before the Super Bowl run and I was like I don't think that's the I don't think that's the case. I think he's going to be awesome this year. I think this Falcons offense makes sense. Bringing Alex Mack and all these guys, like I think they're going to be good. And they went to the Super Bowl and he was the number one offensive in the year and he had a bad Super Bowl run. But also, Dan Quinn could have overrode him in that situation where he could have put himself in a position where he's like, okay, we're getting too aggressive. We need to scale back a little bit. Whatever. Kyle Shanahan is still one of the most talented offensive minds in this business. And... I think just seeing what John Lynch and the 49ers did to bring him in and just how wanted he was by the rest of the league and just how he was able to just flip the script with Garoppolo after just Garoppolo didn't get like weeks with Shanahan's scheme and he still went six and down the stretch. Like this is just gonna be a really good team for a long time and I think Shanahan and Garoppolo are gonna win at least one Super Bowl together. I do believe that. Do
1: you think so? Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it
0: are too good it. i just
1: i just don't know if i'm sold on jimmy Garoppolo yet i think i think um people have jumped the gun on him a little bit like i feel like I mean, it's such we'll a see. small sample size to to choose from i mean he's, he's good, so good sure but it's it's still it's such a small sample size
0: would you take jimmy Garoppolo right now over joe flacco
1: uh yes
0: okay that's good if you had said Flacco, I would have had to end this podcast on this because <laughs> I would not be able to. I mean, he's what, like six years that. younger? I mean, even if they're the same age. Uh. Oh no, Lindsay! No, no! Uh, your Flacco stuff—it's—it's got to stop. At what point do you? What point do you like publicly go on your Twitter account and be like, "All right, it's time to move on from Flacco." When does that happen? Never, never.
1: Okay. He could be um, dead, and I'd be like, <laughs> like literally dead on the ground, and I'd be like, "Man, so is the best quarterback
0: that's living right now." What do you think about? Ed I'm just Dixon, Who is now the starting tight end? Oh my god! Oh, the Seattle Seahawks. He got paid because of this year. He is replacing so, Jimmy Graham in Seattle. It's insane.
1: Do you remember how I said Ravens get after a curse?
0: Uh huh. That's another example. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Literally had stone hands, could not catch anything. I think he had like three catches in like two years in Baltimore. That's off the top of my head. That's probably wrong, but it
0: was something like that. It was about two, and then he goes to Carolina and replaces an injured Greg And He was fantastic.
1: He was was fantastic in Carolina. I don't understand. I really don't.
0: Oh my God. It's going to be ridiculous when he's okay in Seattle to replace Mm -hmm. Jimmy Graham, but, but. yeah, it was it was bizarre cuz he was like one of those tight ends <laughs> at the Ravens had for a brief amount of time that did not pan out, but it panned out he everywhere else. Terrible. Anyway. Yep. Wow. Um so what do you have you looked into the role changes at all? Like how do you feel about everything that the NFL is sneaking in right now with targeting and everything else?
1: Oh, I think that targeting role is going to be it's just so they're 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 really um coming down on trying to um to shorten the the length of games and everything like that, but this this targeting rule is just going to be like I don't understand how they're going to enforce it at all. It's just it's it doesn't make any sense. Like how are how are you how are running backs supposed to even do like I don't I don't get it at all at all. I think it's just going to be like they're like only oh, sixty catch rule blah blah blah. Well then you throw in this rule, and it's just going to be the same thing. It's just going to be so more many so many more reviews. And it's just it, it's just going to be so hard to enforce. I don't understand how they're going to be able to do it.
0: So I'm mixed on this because I read Albert Beer's piece in SI that I would encourage everybody to read because he pulled some different general managers and coaches and just they all were like, well, Dan Quinn's including this where it's like we've been teaching our guys to avoid this kind of thing for years now anyway, so this is just an extension of what we've been teaching. But at the same time, like... It's just, it's going to happen where there's going to be a situation where a big time player is tossed because he went down and it's going to be a playoff game and it's just going to be a controversy because like college has not been able to avoid the controversy that surrounds the ejection part of it where Mm -hmm. they can explain like they haven't figured out everything here yet. Like that's the biggest thing is like we're going to find out more in the owners meeting in May, like what the final rule is. But like they're just throwing this out there like this is happening and we're going to figure it out. A couple months later but it's just like I don't know how you could watch college sports and be like you know what the NFL needs a their own version of a targeting rule. <laughs> like I don't know who ever yeah. thought that because that's one of the biggest complaints from any college sports fans just the targeting role and how, uh, how subjective it is and just how difficult it is to call and who gets an objection and who doesn't and it's just I could see it being a problem but at the same time the NFL is just so different from the college game that I could see a situation where it's kind of overblown. So I'm I'm back and forth on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like they have this idea of how it's going to happen. And I feel like they have this idea of how they're going to be able to judge these calls, but until you actually play it and until you actually see how you're going to enforce it, then I don't think they really know. And, again like I feel like the the referees aren't gonna know what to call, what to not call, who to eject, who not to eject until they actually have to do it. And I feel like that process is gonna be a lot of controversy. So
0: who is the first Raven to get ejected on defense? Oh, I don't know. Do question. you know the answer? I, don't know who it is either. I can't
1: think of one off the top of my head.
0: I haven't really, like, with Ed Reed gone, Ray Lewis, everybody else. Like, I was going to say Ed of... Reed, but I don't think he ever got ejected
1: because that stuff was allowed back then. Like, nowadays, it wouldn't be.
0: Yeah. I don't know who the answer is there. Eric Weddle? I could see a Weddle situation. Is he back? Is he a Raven this fall?
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's back. Okay. I think it's his last last year on this
0: contract. He's also old.
1: But he played really well last year, so.
0: Hmm. Do you think that... I, I will say, I think it's good that they're making adjustments to the catch roll because I do feel bad. I know you're not going to feel bad for them, but the Steelers got screwed in the Jesse James catch because that oh, was. Uh, a touchdown. No, I agree with and that. They, I agree with that. And they would yeah. have hosted the Patriots and they could have been in the Super Bowl this year. Like, I will always think about that where it's like, I remember in the moment where I was just blown away. I'm like, they're reviewing this. This is happening. They actually mm-hmm. might lose a touchdown. But, like, in the moment, you're like, that's a touchdown. But then you look at it and you're like, oh my God. And Collinsworth, like, just figuring out oh they're gonna change this because of the rule and everything else but like them basically admitting that Jesse James had a touchdown there is brutal for Steelers fans mm-hmm. because Yeah I mean I think I would probably I mean I think it's that funny they would beat I mean I, I get that. But like man, Steelers got screwed there.
1: Yeah. I mean I think it's funny because I hate the Steelers, but I I don't know. Again it's one of those things that I don't think it's ever really gonna be fixed.
0: We'll just never know. What a catch is and what a catch isn't. Regardless of I, what the rule tells us. I don't want that. I want us to figure it out. We need <laughs> to figure this out, Lindsay. We I mean, we can't keep going year after year where it's like, what is a catch? I don't I don't want this anymore because it started with the Calvin Johnson thing. It shouldn't be that complicated. Yeah,
1: but it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I don't want that. That sounds awful. I we gotta figure out a way
1: well but they're trying to we'll
0: figure it out okay i think so yeah Lindsay, i appreciate you taking the time this is a lot of fun
1: yeah no problem anytime just let me know
0: all right well we can find you on twitter at LindsayOK. okay we can read you at the raven's wire and we can go to dot com to read all of your great work and everything like that is there anything that you're working on this week that you want to share
1: I'm not really just kind of getting my draft stuff together. I'm not a big like college football person. So like this month is like when I watch like all my highlights and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. So yeah.
0: All right. We'll check that out. Follow her on Twitter and all that good stuff. And uh, we will have to talk in soon when Joe. Yes, is benched this fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing down all your predictions. So Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> about the Bengals one because that's the one that I'm most confident in right now that I just have been building up this entire offseason where I'm like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this take. I'm ready to unleash it on Twitter and my podcast and everything else. So I feel good about it. All right. Well, I'm writing it down. You well, you haven't given me one hot take in this entire podcast. All like, right, it's a not hot fair text that text. I'm, I'm giving you all kinds of great hot takes and you've given me zero. Other than Joe Flacco is not a starting quarterback at this point in this career. But other than so that, I like, think, no other hot takes. Well, We'll go off that. I think Joe Flacco is going to have a career year this year. What? Oh god. What does that mean? What? Be more specific. Um I don't I just think
1: he'll have a career year. Let's just do that. <laughs> 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 oh. oh,
0: that's not going to happen. It is. No. I know you saw that Andy Dalton thinks they're going back to the postseason this fall. Yeah, and then he'll go home I, the next week. Unbelievable. I think Andy Dalton's going to... He's going to actually be able to... Has he had a postseason start? Because McCarron started that home game with the Steelers. Was that their only appearance with Mc, with uh, Dalton?
1: Yes, they've always gone home the next week.
0: So he's never played in the postseason. If they win the
1: division, they've always, they've always gone home the next week. They haven't won a single game.
0: That is just very sad. Cincinnati does not deserve that. They have good fans.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know
0: about all that. <laughs> I'm I'm doing my best to like get you to like uh, agree with me on some AFC North prediction, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think Jimmy Smith's going to be awesome coming back from injury. That could be good. Oh god, I hope so. I love Jimmy Smith. I like that story where he was like a bust for a couple of years and he figured it out. And now he's a lockdown corner. I like that.
1: Yeah, I like him. Yeah. He's a good guy. He had some. He had a um a rough patch where he was always at the green turtle in Towson. Um but <laughs> other than that um, <laughs> he's really come back from that. He was like doing cocaine in the
0: bathroom or something. I don't know. all right, we'll boss over um, that part in the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's a like, good thing. But um, <laughs> Thank you Lindsay for being my podcast taking off iTunes tonight. It was uh we had a good run, so I appreciate you just slandering Jimmy Smith's name. That allegedly did all kinds of different things. You can you can Google it. I'm not you Googling. Google anything. No. I'm not gonna spurch his name by Googling Jimmy Smith cocaine. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. I'm not gonna do that. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right, Lindsay. I appreciate you taking right. your time. We can find you on Twitter again at Lindsay Okay. And uh we will talk again soon. All right, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Lindsay. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. Uh, I just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple podcast or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn radio, soundcloud, Stitcher, uh, Google play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out chase podcast.com where you can, access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing i'm writing there fairly often and also follow me on twitter at chase double underscore thomas and like the facebook page at facebook.com slash chase thomas writer uh thank you for your support and we will be back another episode very soon thanks guys